believe this. Or not. Hey, Chris. Hey, Patty. Can you believe that AMPTP and SAG-AFTRA are still negotiating and going back to the table on Monday? This consistency, I like it. Yeah, I guess I guess I can believe it, but it's been so long it's hard to believe. Well, we'll see where it goes. Yes, I might be a working actor by um, November. Hmm? Cool, I can go back to thinking about it. oh yeah doesn't mean that we're giving up on the podcast no 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 even 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 if you quit the podcast to be a big star again i'm going to keep going and you're gonna be like but you can't do it without me and you can't be here for the podcast recordings (laughs) oh and just a little call back here do you know that there's a documentary on um i think it's on hulu if I remember correctly, about the McCainy Manor and the 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 guy who runs it. <laughs> I've been f- and- I've been following that because if I'm not mistaken, you can correct me if I'm wrong. What I understand about it is that he was excited about it. He thought he was being profiled on Hulu, but it turns out this is an expose expose, isn't it? Yes, it is, and it is. Yeah. On Hulu. You're right. You, I'm going to watch looks- it really like really damaging and revealing a lot of the um, victims that you know signed up to go through the haunted house uh this is Amazing. back from episode what episode was, was that in like the third episode mckinney man i do we, not recall we've had so many episodes this is <laughs> so many so many <laughs> so many we're up to yeah. 18 18 and still not enough listeners so please recommend hit yeah, the Sarah, like button like, people you like this show come on i know you like this show <laughs> tell people how great it is yeah we got some really good topics today we're going to talk about the border crossing mm-hmm. yeah we're, yeah we're going to talk about um Speaker McCarthy being ousted by the Democrats oh, yeah. and the Republicans. Yeah, yeah. And if yeah. you're lucky, you can be blessed by the Pope if you're in a same-sex marriage. He just won't recognize your marriage. <laughs> I don't understand this. Where we start? You, you're the greatest organizer of how we do these topics, Patty. Where I do we start? I think we should this? start with the Pope. I Let's mean, start with the Pope. Can't say yeah. no to the Pope. Can't say nope to the Pope. So he had this big like summit with all these cardinals, right? And they were going to discuss topics about, you know, increasing the role and visibility of females in positions of power. That would be nice. Um, Why is that a real? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't know. Uh, Also, the um, fact that uh, priests can't get married they're going to discuss that and that once if you do get married and you're divorced the you you're not recognized by the catholic church anymore but the sticking point for me was the fact that in an effort i guess to be uh, current and um with the modern times he did <laughs> say that p uh priests could bless same-sex couples, even though they're not to be recognized because homosexuality is still a sin. So let me ask you, why would you want a church to bless you if they don't even recognize your marriage or your existence? Does that make any sense to you? 
No, but baby steps. You think that's a baby <laughs> very, step? Very small baby steps. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a, of a backhanded thing. It's, it's a contradiction, actually. Yeah. I mean, why, what, what's the point of being blessed if you can't, if you know, your marriage isn't, isn't even condoned or blessed by the, your union, the point of getting married in front of God, right? is to be recognized and blessed by God. Otherwise, you know, what's the point of marriage except for like legal documents? But if you get married in a church. So if you're a same-sex couple and you want to be blessed by a priest because you're a Catholic, why would you want to be blessed by a entity that doesn't even recognize your union before God? Do do you think maybe... um the Pope and the Roman Catholic church is involved in the, the, the slow process of educating the slowest to learn and getting them up to speed to being functional members of society. Like recently in recent years, they said there might be aliens. There's no unreasonable to think aliens exist and they're still God. Right. Uh, now they're saying, well, bless it, but we won't recognize it. I feel like it's an easing in. Also, the whole thing. So, 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 first of all, before before I go any farther, I do apologize. Let me say what I want to say about this. Thank God, thank God, that it is now um, okay religiously to accept women in power. Thank I God, think... we have their permission, right? For for women. Wow, that's so generous and... of them. After <laughs> two thousand twenty three years, they're going that to give by us. Itself. They're going. <laughs> They're going to allow us to be part of the church and have a say. Wow. I've always found it weird that priests couldn't get married or have girlfriends. I think that's probably, I mean, you're a sick person, you're a sick person, but it probably doesn't help uh, with the large amounts of child exploitation and assault amongst religious figures in cults or real, real religions. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I don't know. I I think I think it's just one of these things where the people of authority in the religious order, whatever you you call these, all the priests and their people, all the priest men. I don't know, but they get priest together <laughs> when they come and they talk about the stuff. That I think what they're thinking is, um, our world is falling apart. How do we save it? And it's to try to make people understand that not everybody that doesn't agree with you is evil. I think there might be a positive side to it, but it is a bit backhanded. I just, you know, it's like the church and Pope Francis, who I thought was going to be so progressive and has been quite progressive. um, Is uh, placating to uh, an old uh you know uh thinking of religion i mean for god's sakes religion needs to get with the times and get with the program just you know become come 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 to the 21st century <laughs> it, it is join it, us is it is it that sobering i mean Part I mean, well, why can't priests get married? I don't understand that. What's the what's the point of that? I mean, religion full has devotion to change to God, with the I times. Think? 
full devotion to God. Everything in your life is about God. You know, you can um, still have complete devotion to God and and have a life. Yeah, I think it's oh, like you're not really religious unless you sacrifice your life. (laughs) You know, everything. Yeah. Well, let's just for for one instance. If priests were allowed to get married, there wouldn't be so much uh, sexual abuse in the church. I mean, well, you're, asking, yeah. you're asking a bunch of horny men who only dedicate their themselves to God to never have sex for the rest of the li- their lives. What do we know about men? We They can't. I mean, it's a ridiculous thing to ask a person. So now... My favorite part is that they don't condone marriage, but they cover up uh, sexual abuse. Yeah, I mean that's it, it's it's hard to defend. It's indefensible. It's uh, yeah, you know, you try. It, it's wouldn't it just think... be easier to say, hey, you know, you guys can get married. Stop raping your uh, your no, right. your right. Not stop that raping not that getting, innocent children. Not that getting married is going to stop uh, is, is someone who's mentally ill in that way to, from doing the things they do. Um, I, I will say this is probably one of the reasons you hear a lot of Christians, a lot of people um, who are who are um, super religious, complain that we're losing religion and religions fading and people are becoming more atheist or less uh, dedicated to their religions there's a reason for it and it's not just a denial of god it's a it's 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 a disgust in seeing um what religion has become or or is with your eyes wide open when you think about nothing like i said the first thing you said not the most sobering thing is women are now being recognized as women of power worthy of promotion uh, are you freaking kidding me? That's the first. That's that's actually be the most sobering thing anyone has to hear to know. There's a lot of bullshit here, and and I'm not saying that God's bullshit. I'm just saying organized religion bullshit. And to uh, speak to the, uh, you said that um, you know priests or will still have flaws and you know if you're mentally ill or you have a sex some kind of sexual deviant illness why don't they every five or ten years have to be recertified as priests you know and and go through some kind of mental health uh testing and and reform and you know like like uh lawyers do and that would probably help, especially once they get older. I mean, you can't keep driving with the same driver's license. You have to go every four years to retest, you know, and make sure you remember the laws and that you know how to drive. I think right. that should be a requirement for priests as well. Right. I mean, like I have tr- enough trouble just trusting regular doctors who do get degrees and certifications and have to practice constantly. But I got to put my blind faith in, um, you know, Father father jeremy or whatever you know it's like come on man yeah exactly so enough with the antiquated ideas let's get back to uh, being humane and tolerant and accepting and that one rule doesn't apply for one person and not for the other you know i think religion should be universally open to everyone period 
just important to remember the Bible, whichever Bible, any Bible you follow was written by, by men and women and people who were just witnessing it. Not the people who claim to witness it in their view, from their perspective, not by from only there was a male no deity with a pen. Mostly a male. We look, look, we talk. I talk about this all the time. How uh, we went to school in grade school, and we were told when they said all men are created equally in the Constitution. When they say all men in the Bible, it was it meant to everybody, just all mankind. That's bullshit. It's just men. No, it just mind. meant all just men, mean. no women. <laughs> women was subservient was the idea. And that's just, there's no getting around that. We can deny it all we want and pretend it's not what it is. We were lied to as children. It's not all mankind. It's garbage. Just, yeah. It's I think we said, mind. I think we said what there is to say here, didn't we? There was. Mm-hmm. Now <laughs> we're ousting the catholic diocese we're ousting the speaker of the house take it away my friend you explain to me why speaker of the house mccarthy was ousted from congress for helping pass a bipartisan bill which is what they're supposed to do and helped the democrats pass the bill so the congress wouldn't shut down right and then the same republicans voted to get rid of him after he helped them pass the bill i don't know that's kind of bullshit it's extremism uh there's a reason we say things like unprecedented or never seen before or first time in history because the crazies are running the asylum. Um, I hear a term <laughs> constantly. It's true. I hear a term constantly in the news, and it doesn't matter how it doesn't matter how even extreme left news. doesn't matter how right or left you go. I keep hearing the words moderate Republicans in Congress. It's important to understand there are zero moderate Republicans in Congress. Because why they don't all say crazy shit like Margie Taylor Greene and like Jim Jordan and Matt Gates and and uh, Bobert, they are okay with the things. They don't hold anyone accountable for these things, and they still vote unanimously for bullshit. Tell me if you can think of it. Tell me one thing that Congress has accomplished this year because the Republicans pushed for it that was positive. What what did we get so far in the, oh, in the last few years? That's three years. Two years, two years. Sorry, I don't know. Nothing. Ah. This is what I, this is an argument I have with people because I have friends who don't like Marjorie Taylor Greene or Lauren. These people I mentioned, they don't like the crazies in Congress. They don't like Donald Trump. They don't like Trumpism or Maganism, but they still defend Republicans in general, local elections, governors, mayors, all these people who are doing shit like Abbott and and, and DeSantis. They still they still support people like that. Because they don't believe that they're all as extreme as the next one. And unfortunate, it's unfortunate. We live in a time where they all are extreme. They're just different levels of extreme. And that's why this is allowed to happen. We had an election in Congress to vote for an election or a vote for who would be the speaker. The person put up by Republicans in mass by the majority, they wanted McCarthy. The vote happened 15 times because the most extreme wanted the most extreme things to be allowed. And the House is split almost evenly, just barely towards Republicans. So 
McCarthy was forced to agree to the most insane things you can imagine. Um, um, do, uh, going after Biden over his son. Trying to impeach Biden with no evidence. Trying to... Um, Trying you to think, shut you down. Still the think government. there's no evidence that Biden's son. I don't think there's no evidence. There's no evidence. When there is evidence, we can talk about it on the podcast. But there is no. There's evidence that his son did wrongdoing. Oh, okay. And, that, and that's right. even being that's being contested. I don't care if it's true. If he's wrong, I hope he gets held accountable. But the the connection to Biden is something they're fishing for. They're fishing so hard for. And they're pushing forward like there's something there, but they don't have it yet. And they'll tell you in interviews, some of them will tell you, we don't have the evidence yet. But I'm sure it's there. But I'm sure it's there, they'll say. So I'm this sure is the kind of Congress they're looking at. When you have a dysfunctional Congress like this, you get them to agree to things like for McCarthy to be speaker, only one person in Congress has to, to say, uh, have a vote of no contest. Uh, no, vote of contest? A vote no against confidence. A vote of no confidence. Only one has to say, I vote you out. And then there's a vote. And the most extreme. And that was Gates. That was Matt that Gates. Was... Child child trafficker, allegedly, Matt Gates. And <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> pretty sure we have Venmo evidence. Is there, is there evidence of it, though? I'm pretty sure there is. If there's enough to convict, I think is the question. And that's why it's still under investigation. There's Venmo, to, there's Venmo messages that suggest what happened. Um, and there's people who are now coming out, people who are his allies in Congress who didn't like that he ousted McCarthy, trying to whistleblow on him that he was big into the underage girls, not just this one event that was an Vimbo. Is it true? Is it just revenge and pettiness? Because that's all we see anymore, possibly. But the point is, he agreed to allow himself to be voted out, and he made his bed. Now, yeah, but the craziest he, he, against him, he's out. He's out, but he avoided the government shutdown because he didn't push that hardline bill, right? And right. the d- Democrats encouraged him and backed him to, you know, go against his own party and make a bipartisan decision. And then why did they turn around and then? They voted 206 Democrats to eight yeah. Republicans to oust him. That's messed up. I can answer the that. The point for you. was, huh? I, I mean, the point that. was to make a bipartisan decision, yeah. which he did. So yeah. when Democrats are constantly saying, why can't we can't get anything done because we can't do anything bipartisan and they do something bipartisan and they turn around and they bite the guy in the back who helped them accomplish this i don't understand it we're here to run a government we're here to run a country and we still are playing sides no um what happened was mccarthy went went into um, a deal with the democrats to avoid shutdown and went on tv immediately and talked about how the only reason the shutdown didn't happen was because of republicans and the democrats tried to destroy everything and cause a shutdown he lied he he turned he backbit them. He's not oh, trustworthy. I didn't hear that. I didn't so his hear that own part. crazies in his own <laughs> his own part of Congress. That's right. And that's the thing, right? People won't hear that part. People will hear the See, part. I didn't hear where that part. Yeah. You're gonna hear the wrong. This is why we have conflict, right? This is why this we is why we need. have conversations. <laughs> this is why we need to have the conversations, right? So it's not it's just that his own people who made the agreement with him to make him speaker couldn't trust him. And the people on the other side he's trying to work with to stop a shutdown, 
they can't trust him either. So he's gone. Now it's a new nightmare. It's a new nightmare. Now, now the next speaker is going to be a piece of crap too. Probably worse, actually. Well, see, you know, isn't it better to, if they don't to, work with Jeffries and make Jeffries to know the devil that you know be in bed with the devil that you do know than the devil that you don't know? So, <sighs> well, I mean, it, the times are crazy because now we have no speaker of the house, which is is crucial to um, accomplishing our goals. Um, Explain to for the layman, including myself, what this. What's the speaker of the house's, uh, you know, job? What? Why is he so instrumental in, in you know? This is going to blow your mind. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. To lead. Oh wow. Yeah, that's, so, that's to that's, lead. That's to lead Congress. To lead Congress. To lead the votes. To lead decisions. Um, the speaker negotiates with the president, right? The speaker negotiates with other um, with other divisions. To make things happen, to decide the, the you know the, the house has to purse right. So he gets fine you know he gets to have influence over uh, if we finance or, or aid other countries in their wars right. And now we're in a place where Israel's under attack right, and that just happened. Did you I don't know if you heard that when you woke up this morning? But Israel's no. under attack, Mm-mm. and we have we have no say in the matter if we want it to because we have no leadership. And I'm I'm sorry, but Matt Gates is not the answer. Um, he wants to be speaker now. Jim Jordan, the guy who who knew about his his wrestling team being raped, he's not the answer. Um, they're talking about Trump stepping in temporarily. What kind of dysfunctional nightmare are we living in, Patty? <laughs> this Jesus. is really a mess. This is embarrassing. Well, let's talk Us about to the world. Why the government was going to shut down. Okay, so what happens is um, I am not the best person to explain this, but I'll explain it the best I can. Um, We become, uh, it's it's yearly, (laughs) almost every every year, we become uh, overwhelmed with the debt the country builds in everything we do. The government spending. Government spending. A lot and of it has to do with is, the Ukraine. So what happens is Congress has to come together and make a deal with the president to extend or kind of like, our, I guess, our credit or whatever. Just try to, to, to extend their spending. Or raise ability. the debt ceiling. Because if we don't raise that debt ceiling, everything will shut down. Uh, military families will not get paid. Uh, uh, first responders in some places won't get paid. It affects everything. Food. Yeah, there's a it affects everything. Food programs. But and what will happen is often in most recent history, and every time there's been a shutdown, there's been Republicans in charge of the House. The what happens is the shutdown, the impending doom of the shutdown becomes a point of um of hostage. You hold the whole country hostage because you want this in your bill. The spending bill must have this, can't have that. Must have this, can't have that. I'm not moving on this. If you can't make a deal with me on this and can't agree that this is in there, I want to shut down the entire country. You're fa- I'll blame you. And that's how the negotiations usually go. That's great. Uh, yeah. So all that's of this great. Yeah. <laughs> going to Ukraine, right? Yeah. Speaking of 
how we're sending millions of dollars to buy ammunition and uh, uh, military uh, guns and stuff for Ukraine. At some point, when do we say, okay, we actually need to, to use some of that money to work on the border crisis and the all of the immigrant crisis that we're having here in the United States? When does that happen? Um, it's one of the sticking points of many of the negotiations, right? I, I think the goal of everybody is to, I, I don't, I'm, I'm being sincere. I believe, I believe the goal of the Democrats, as well as the Republicans, maybe a little bit more harping on it because it's a good, um, it's all they got when they go to, to campaign, but is to be able to handle both, right? And there's a lot of Republicans that don't want to help Ukraine at all. And just say, but our border, our border, let those children die, our border. Um, well, people are dying at our border, you know, because of practices of our own government. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that does it. Government includes Democrats and Republicans. You know, Biden is extending the border, uh, the wall right now. He's rebuilding the wall. He, he has no choice. He has no choice it's because yes. of what was, already, it was a deal is set. Money is allocated by the past president. And if Biden can't convince Congress right now to um or, or, or um, I'm not sure who decides on that Congress or Senate. If if Biden can't convince folks to go back on that, then he's forced to use it for what it's been allocated for. It's like it's like against his better judgment, against his own wishes, he has to build more wall. It's silly, but it is what it is. We 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 we've allocated the money. It, it is what it is. Um, there is a. <laughs> There is a crisis at the border, but how we handle it is is a something that something that we all have different opinions on. It seems. Um, I know I see a lot from politicians, a lot of posts on social media that you're not going to believe how much fentanyl was seized at the border today. Um, drug dealers, record number of drug dealers seized at the border today. It's like they don't think the people reading their messages see the word seized, captured stopped so do you think they see big numbers we have a bigger problem border security is a thing it is being addressed no one has ever addressed it well in the history of mankind and that i'm not saying we have it addressed well now but it is an issue it is also used as a tool and a pawn like everything else politically and it's it's kind of obnoxious honestly why have other countries been so successful in keeping their uh, borders safer than the United States? I mean, they are implementing programs. Uh, this There's a new program to uh, return 30,000 people a month to deport them on flights. I mean... And to allow 30,000 people a month to come in. And there's a new program where you can sign up online and start your visa process. So you come in legally and you can you can apply for political asylum. So that's a program that's could be instrumental in helping a lot of, you know, migrants come in legally so that when they get 
here. They actually have provisions. They're coming over the border and the the government and federal is not even helping. You have volunteers in San Diego. They're having a terrible border crisis. And you have actual volunteers just from the neighborhoods coming and bringing these people water and clothes and food because the government is not responding. So you either have to, you know, close the border and offer a legal way to come over so that you're here and that you're protected and you're taken care of and you're given jobs and you're given provisions. But these people just come over the border and they're just dumped in the streets. I don't, I don't know that that's exactly what's happening. Um, I know that there's people who are on the streets that came across the border that are, are, are not attended to. Many of them are picked up by my lovely governor and Governor Abbott in Texas and drive it, driven to, uh, to Democratic states and dropped off, uh, which is just sick. It's like, that's not the solution, guys. That's just you're playing games. But so the um, why, But let me ask you that. Why is that an inhumane solution? Why is that sick? If you're just if dropping them off, you're not giving them help. You're not giving them help. You're just you're, you're telling they're telling these people they're misleading them. They're telling them we're going to take you somewhere better, somewhere safer for you. We're going to get you help. We need your paperwork. We're going to get you all set up and then dropping them off in the street, Patty. Well, that's where we could find towns that have smaller populations and transport them there, but with some kind of implementation, whether they can start their process for immigration to get illegal status, some kind of job set up, food stamps, food, water. But you can't just keep letting these border towns take all the brunt of all of the immigrants. I mean, the government can do that. They can say, all right, work with these people. These border towns and these border governors and them saying we can't take the infiltration like in New York, the mayor. He's saying we can't take any more infiltration. Why doesn't the federal government step in and say, "Okay, how can we help? How can we help you? Because you're getting the brunt of the work. You're a sanctuary city. Let's make places where these people can live and progress and find the asylum that they need and the help that they need instead of pointing figure fingers and saying well you dropped them off over here or you're not helping you're building the wall you're not building the wall you know human trafficking is happening i mean everyone is taking advantage of this fact that the federal government is doing nothing well i say i say that's a um and I, and i honestly I'm not prepared for this, but uh, for this response, but I will say, I, I'm pretty sure the federal government's not doing nothing. I'm sure nothing's that's 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 a talking point. Somebody probably threw out there uh, many different times in many different places. I don't know if they're doing nothing. Are they doing enough? Is a question, right? Okay. It sounds they're like not you're doing trying to enough. Offer, it sounds like you're all you're trying to offer a solution. The hello. There you go. We, we agreed to today we were going to come. I agree today we were going to try to come up with solutions instead of just bitching about it. Exactly. My solutions. I don't, are a I don't bit think more. it's a bad idea for migrants to get picked up and bus to cities that have room for them, provided that they do arrive and have some kind of help when they get there. 
not to be a contrarian. Um, I believe that's probably. But you're going to be a contrarian. <laughs> well, I have to. I have to look at at all angles of it. Um, I mean, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world you're coming up with there. Problem is, the places that have the most open space and least populated are usually uh, people who are going to bitch about having those people brought to their states. They don't want it. They'll say it's like you're bringing MS-13 to my house. <laughs> That's the things they're going to suggest. So I worry. I worry about that. But your idea is not terrible. I don't think. Oh, thank you. My mine's a little more extreme, and I'll probably I'll probably be wrong for saying these things. But um, <sighs> I hate saying this. I'm so wrong. I think I think what I do is wrong, but I don't think it's unimaginable. One of the things we worry about most with um, immigration is we we feel sometimes that Mexico's government isn't doing enough. Um, I believe maybe to some degree, like if we can do this in partnership with Mexico, that'd be the best way. But maybe some form of military presence on the Mexican side, some policing to try to help stop cartels and end the, the 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 dangers of living in those regions it seems like they're kind of far gone but that could be a way maybe to fix it um just an so idea that we may need uh, to do border patrol to, but on the mexican side you're saying yeah if we can now are these border going, patrol going to be mexican or are they going to be american i i think they need our help because i don't think they know how to police their own country <laughs> Wow. Uh, Mexico is a dangerous place. Guatemala, all, 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 all places in between. It, it, it's, 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 there's a reason people want to get out of there. Absolutely. But it's not just Mexico. A lot of the, now the migration, over 200,000 people are migrating from Venezuela, walking through the Colombian jungle, going across the, um, this gap. Uh, I forgot the name of the gap, uh, the Darien Gap, right? And then walking to um, Panama, Guatemala, and then into Mexico. So right. you're, you know, people think that people are just migrating from Mexico. No, they're coming from yeah. all of South America. So the gap is you. It, the gap is going all the way to all of these countries and. We have to address that. You know, people are coming from Russia through there. I have another solution I want to offer. This one's a little bit more for fun. Um, I was just at Epcot yesterday. Mm. Disney Epcot. Have you ever tried to get back out back out in the main park from a amusement park ride? It's almost impossible. What it's do you almost mean? impossible to get through that crowd. You get off a ride, all these people getting off, and then there's this big crowd of people walking. You, you're just trying to get back out, but it's so populated in there, you can't get through. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Hoping some of the world's most amazing, incredible amusement park rides right on our side of the border. <laughs> just so put an amusement across park the all the way across <laughs> so that they... Just have they lines get, of people getting off rides and on rides. And they get into, like, one of these, like, line things, and it leads them back into Mexico. <laughs> Maybe something like that. Sure, that could work too. Like a maze. Oh my God! Yes, ride waiting mazes that just lead back. Oh, that's terrible. No, I don't I agree with that. No, it's terrible. And we stand. Hydrate by the time to get back. Yes, and the plight of the immigrant is absolutely devastating. They obviously are 
looking for a better life in America. They're sending their children on their own. Um, some with coyotes, you know, that enslave them into human trafficking, slave trafficking, um, sex trafficking, which they're, you know, coyotes are taking advantage of. There, there needs to be like, you, we have to stop the, the game, you know, like if you don't make money at something anymore, then you're not going to do it anymore. If it's not lucrative, then they don't want to do it anymore. Right. So how do we prevent all these people that are becoming like slaves to pay off the debt that they incurred across the border? Right. If they come over with their paperwork filled out and asylum and everything else, they're already recognized in the system. So they have more protections when they get here. You know, just because you come here and you risk your life coming here doesn't mean you're going to actually have a better life if you're coming under those conditions. So it's it's almost worth fighting in your own country to get here legally when you know that there is a a process that you're going to be able to take to come here and actually be documented and being taken care of by the government. But coming over here, crossing through all of these, you know, terrible jungles to get here, very risky. Most of them die on the way here. That's not, that's not a better future. I don't think. Yeah. There's no, there's no easy solution. There's no, there isn't. What, what did we, accomplish nothing <laughs> nope that's why there's people smarter than us that we vote for that are supposed to help work on this and and they're doing a and they still job. don't have solutions for this problem but i do think that getting them into the system so that they can apply for asylum is the best way for them to start you know what the answer coming is here Families. 15 minute cities 15-minute cities for immigrants, <laughs> yes, where they have to bike everywhere. They can't leave. I mean, they would probably appreciate that. That might actually if they work. were safe, you know, and their children right? were safe, and they were allowed to progress. And Why not? Live the American dream. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. We used to welcome immigrants here. Now we're now they're, they're political pawns. And they I know it's, it's and there's too many. There's just uh, well, I don't I don't know the answers. There are 1.2 million uh, immigrants come over every year. So in 10 years, it'll be like you know, 30 million immigrants in this country with no status, no resources, no recourse. You know that's not going to help anybody any city our country we have to provide the right way for them to be allowed into this country you know it just open borders is obviously not the solution right now yeah i i don't think we have open borders but anyway uh, this is where we appeal to the listeners we try to give our solutions if you think you have a better solution than we came up with or that the government's come up with please share it with us at our email address btpodforyou at gmail.com 
or and one of our mini Twitter. The number four, BT Potter. Number the four. Number four. And the letter U. And the letter U. Uh, you can get us on uh, Believe This 23 on Twitter. You know it's called Twitter. <laughs> Miami Six Man and uh, the on Patricia Instagram Ray. at the Be- Believe This Podcast. Yes. Yeah, and hit us up. Give us some solutions, you know, because we're here and um, we're we're open ears, open heart. You know you have some solutions out there, folks. <laughs> Somebody has to know. Right. All right. Well, I think we're wrapping this one up, aren't we? We are. Um, hopefully by Monday next week, I'll have some good news. Uh, Latina Equal Pay Day was October 5th. Uh, you can go online and sign a petition uh, that sends it to Congress to try and um, raise the wage disparity between Hispanic, um, Latina females that make 52 cents to the dollar to the white male counterparts. The Pope says it's good. Hmm? The Pope says it's okay. Yeah. The Pope says he's blessing that. Um, I don't (laughs) know why they, they use white male counterpart. I think males in general get paid more than women. Yeah. Uh, But I guess white males get paid the most out of it's like an onion man it's like white man uh white woman latina man latina woman it's like there's like these layers right exactly yes so there we go this is it patricia race signing out (laughs) activist healer podcaster Actress soon to be working on television and film. Signing off, Chris. Take it away. Uh, the Pope has blessed this podcast. Uh, <laughs> I was here too. He hasn't recognized it, but he blessed it. That's right. It's most people will feel that way. <laughs> Bye, guys. Uh, ciao. Believe this twenty-three on Twitter. BT Pod for you on Gmail. 